Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to the podcast, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. I'm your host, Tracy Principe. Took a bit of a break, and I am happy and excited to be back for season two of the podcast. The um, first season really um, blew my mind and took off more than I could ever have expected. So I'm excited for season two. I'll have some guests coming on um, and we'll be diving a little bit deeper into um, really what it means to heal trauma caused by extremely toxic parents. Um, And so if you are not in the Facebook group, the Facebook group is the same name, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. Please join us over there. Lots of support. Um, I get to uh, meet you and um, create a community. It's growing and growing and growing. We have well over 1,500 people in there now. Um, And so it's a great way to get to know you. And you can get to know me better. So I would love to see you over there. If you have podcast ideas or any questions, um, my email is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at TracyPrincipe.com. And that's T-R-A-C-Y-P-R-I-N-C-I-P-I. Feel free to email me or find me on Facebook and um, send me a message. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the specific signs Um, that your mother is a narcissist. I know I've talked about narcissistic mothers before, but now we're going to get really deep into um, some of the things that you feel and that go on um, with a narcissistic mother. And of course, again, this could apply to a father as well, but for today, we're going to stick to mothers. So one of the things that... um, I think I've talked about before is my mom was a covert, is, is a covert narcissist. So it was very difficult as a child. Obviously I had no idea. I did, I knew something was off. That's all I knew. And I knew that from a very young age. Um, I just knew something was off with my mother. There wasn't any words to describe that. And the abuse was emotional. It was neglect It was gaslighting, manipulation, um, invalidating, lying, lots of lies. Um, And so it it was hard to um, really know that that was, in fact, I didn't know that was trauma. I didn't know how damaging that actually was until years and years later as an adult. Um, And it was really looking at my own life to understand that that my own struggles and addictions and train wreck of relationships didn't happen, you know, didn't just happen for, there was a reason, right? And it wasn't until I really, really connected all those dots that I realized just how damaging my mother was. Although if you ask her, she'll say, oh, I was just a really quiet person. I didn't cause any trouble. And it's true. She actually was a really quiet person. Um, However, the almost silent treatment um, and facial expressions, the unspoken, the unspoken was just as damaging 
as the spoken. And so if you grew up in a household like that with a, a narcissistic mother and even a covert, the more introverted uh, form of narcissism, it is extremely damaging and extremely confusing and oftentimes you will not even recognize it. I certainly did not recognize that. There were no words for it, but it was a feeling. If I think back about the feeling, I can remember having those feelings and even having anxiety as a child and walking on eggshells. And so um, many people that I work with and that come to me have a similar story. And again, that classic sign of narcissism of having no love or empathy, that is a really hard thing to digest and believe, um, you know, and accept that our mothers didn't love us, right? Um, However, there's that sense of peace and freedom that comes with my mom is a narcissist, so now I can give up trying to seek her love and attention, right? So at the same time, it's really overwhelming to say my mom never loved me. Um, however, because she's a narcissist, I can release myself from that constant lifelong pressure of seeking her love and attention and acknowledgement because it ain't ever, ever going to happen. Never, Right? So there's a sense of like, oh, what a freaking relief. I don't have to keep searching for that. Okay? So it's that all of that is really complex. But let's start with some of the things that you might recognize um, because this is really important when we're in it and we are in that toxic family enmeshment it is difficult to even see what is happening or recognize that that um you know how that shows up and connecting those dots right so we often don't get that clarity again until we step out and become the observer and understand Um, and by going no contact we come the observer and we get some clarity and we really begin to you know understand these patterns of behaviors and see them for what they are manipulation and gaslighting and um, emotional you know psychological abuse right really important to connect all those dots um And I help, this is kind of the first step in helping people do that. And then, you know, they can make some decisions on, on, you know, where they want to go from there. So, um, all right. Um, So, so these questions I'm going to, I'm just going to throw out there, um, If you think you have a narcissistic mother or suspect that she might have some traits, again, narcissism is on a spectrum. So there could be some one trait or a lot of traits or, you know, maybe you're not sure. So, um, but again, it's the impact that she had on you, right? So it's really important to, when I looked at my own life, the impact was undeniable, right? And again, we tend to minimize, we tend to deny, we tend to say, oh, she wasn't that bad. I know I did that. Um, But the truth of it, she was effing horrible. And she still is. Okay, so, and and so looking at these questions and, and that treatment, how does that impact your life today, right? 
Um, so do you have a hard time saying no to your mother? And if you are no contact currently, um, and maybe you have been for a while, that's okay. You might think, because usually what happens is, you know, when we go no contact, we might still have these people-pleasing tendencies and codependency tendencies show up in other relationships, right? So whether that's with our children, our partner, even at work with a boss or, you know, in a, in a working environment, other environments, we still might have boundary issues and people-pleasing and codependency issues. So, um, or you can think back and say, yeah, that was me. I don't do that anymore. So this you, you can kind of rate yourself on a scale of one to five of where you're at with this, right? Five being the highest of, oh my gosh, I, I'm just struggling. I'm totally in that toxic enmeshment. Um, you know, that would be five, the highest or one. And yeah, no, that's, I'm good with all that. I don't do that anymore, right? Or somewhere in between. Okay, so can you say no? Um you know, is that even a, is that even something that you can do or that is just too, too hard to say no to your mother or anybody else in your life? Um, because when you say no, you feel so guilty and so uncomfortable and so overwhelmed. Um, even when no is absolutely in your best interest and it's in your best interest to say no, you just can't muster up the courage to do it. Okay. Um, with your mom, with your mother, right? And that's where we get sucked back in that constant. And this happens to a lot of people and it's, it's totally okay. We've all been there. Um, where you constantly get sucked back in, right? You get sucked back in cause you, they manipulate and the guilt and the, all of that. And, um, so, you know, where are you at with that getting sucked back in, not being able to say no on a scale of one to five, five being, Oh, I get sucked back in every single time. Right. Or one being hell no, I'm done with that. Um, when your mom or anyone else, um, disagrees with you, about whatever, about anything, is that, do you submit to that? Do you, or do you maintain your opinion, your boundaries, or you, or do you just give in and cave? Again, on a scale of one to five, where are you with that? Holding your, holding your opinions and, or do you cave in and submit? Okay. Um... Another one is that we often hear, oh, you're just, you know, you're blowing things out of proportion, you are too sensitive, you, um, or, you know, those kinds of things that we hear. So do you still waver back and forth wondering if um, there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with her, right? So do you waver back and forth that... 
her treatment was not that bad. Um, and maybe I'm just too sensitive, like she said, right? So a lot of people, again, still struggle, even though they know that's not true and it's manipulative, they struggle and they're stuck in that enmeshment. So where are you on a scale of one to five with that? Um, and then the, you know, the highlight of codependency is you can meet everybody else's needs except your own. Where are you with that? On a scale of one to five. And then, um, are you overtaken by guilt? So another one that people really struggle with are those, um, that desire to please is so strong and the guilt is so strong. Um, and the reaction, the fear, a lot of fear around how your mother's going to react to your decision so that you um, go back or you're so affected by that. Usually the guilt and the fear will suck us in also because those feelings are so strong that we go back and it gets so overwhelming to have those feelings. And again, that's all conditioning. We've been guilt tripped um, and conditioned for that since a really young age, right? So where are you with that on a scale of one to five? Your mother can... Um, guilt trip you um, or you're just very fearful and you worry um, that how she'll react um, and that's constantly on your mind even if you're no contact Um, and then did you have the kind of mother that um, did not make you feel worthy, did not make you feel listened to, did not make you feel loved for being yourself. You could not be yourself. That was not an option, right? Um, And perhaps she even only gave you love or attention. It was very conditional and transactional, um, only in response to making her feel better or look better or appear better, right? So love is very conditional and it's very transactional. This is really important because this is where we get confused about what love is, what real love is, and this, you know, bleeds over into relationships. So where are you at on a scale of one to five with that? Um, And then, you know, this is a big one that most people don't understand what it's like to have a narcissistic mother, right? So if you tell anybody at work or friends or even an extended family or a pastor or a therapist even sometimes, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's your only, you know, that's your mother. You only have one. What are you going to do when she dies? Um, you should try to patch things up. Oh, I'm, sh- and I, I get this one all the time. She loves you. Of course she loves you. No, the hell she does not, right? So, um, so again, we don't have a society that understands that not all mothers are loving. Not a mother can be a narcissist, right? We don't have a society that accepts that or understands that. So on top of our own shame that creates more shame when we look for other people for support and we don't get it right 
So where are you at with that on a scale of one to five? How shameful do you feel or how awkward and inappropriate do you feel when you hear those responses? Or maybe you get angry, right? Um... And okay, so the another one is, you know, can you trust other people? How are you at trusting others on a scale of one to five? Five being I don't trust anybody. One being, yeah, I got that. I, I, you know, I trust people, right? So that's, again, being raised by a narcissist makes it very difficult to trust others. And not only that, trust yourself, right? Because we, we, the, the, the confusion was so great, it's nearly impossible to trust yourself. And next one is you still feel responsible for the way that your mother feels or acts. Um, and that's a big one because we, are, we, we learned at a young age that we, are, we have to take care of our mother, right? We have to be the parent and she's the child. Um, so where, so where, where are you, do you still feel responsible for taking care of her, giving her money, feeling guilty when you don't please her? That's a huge, huge one that lasts for a long time. Even going no contact, you can still have that feeling of being responsible, right? Because again, that was conditioned that we were responsible for how our mother felt. And it was very, um, you know, chaotic and confusing for as a child to not understand what was going on, right? We internalize all of that and we blame ourselves because we needed a parent to be safe and supportive and secure um, and consistent and they were not. Um, next one is you are constantly, constantly, you know, you have that I'm not good enough um, and I'm not worthy, which is the core wound of the mother, narcissistic mother wound. And so you are going to seek that validation and acceptance and acknowledgement from your mother and outside you are, and, and another telltale sign of that is seeking outside validation from men, women, you know, relationships, um, accolades at work, um, you know, that perfectionist achieving, you're constantly seeking outside validation um, instead of looking internally for your own validation. And that's where we can get into worlds of hurt, right? So it's that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy wound that will follow us around our entire lives until we really look internally, So where are you with that on a scale of one to five? And how are you with setting boundaries? Do you feel really bad? Do you feel guilty? Is it super hard for you to set boundaries? Do you set a boundary and cave? Do you set a boundary and hope to manage that other person's feelings? Right? So we can set a boundary and it's not, again, it's not our responsibility for how that person is going to react to our boundary. Right? So, especially your mother. It's not your responsibility how she's going to react to your boundary. So, a lot of people don't set boundaries because they're so fearful 
of what's going, you know, what of upsetting that person, or there's going to be some kind of backlash. And there probably is because, um, these aren't healthy people that respect boundaries. Right. Um, but again, we can't be responsible for that. So this is a really, really hard one for a lot of people. So on a scale of one to five, where are you at with setting boundaries? Um, how do you feel about anger? So I was a very angry person. I had a lot of rage and anger. Um, and it absolutely stemmed from my mother. So, you know, we live in a society where anger, you know, needs is needs to be suppressed and it can't be talked about, it can't be shown. So even most likely you were raised, um, the anger was bad. So how do you feel about that? And a lot of people don't even recognize how angry they actually are because they've suppressed it so deeply. Um, so with my clients, anger is totally welcome in our space. Um, and so on a scale of five, one to five, where are you at? How do you feel? Do you, do you even know if, um, you know, you have suppressed anger in there? Um, because that anger can come out in ways that you don't want it to, right? Snapping, yelling, even being, having rage episodes, um, or maybe being controlling and manipulative yourself, right? So really important to be honest with yourself around that. Um, and this is another, if you grew up with triangulation with your siblings, that those those roles, the roles that you were forced into, you probably being the scapegoat or the black sheep and then a sibling as a golden child, you know, depending what those roles are, were when you were children, those roles are still being played out today, right? So those are roles that you learn um, and carry into adulthood, which is really sad because that's how your mother um, forced everybody into these roles and you grow up and this, those old ways of relating to one another from when you were kids is still playing out today. And so you're not going to have those close relationships with your siblings. On a scale of one to five, what does that look like for you? Um, And then, you know... Do you sit through family gatherings and holidays and keep your mouth shut and not speak your truth and just, you know get through that and it's super uncomfortable and you're white knuckling it and you're full of anxiety and tension and you want to throw up. Um, In other words, you cannot be yourself and you can't be comfortable around your family. And a lot of people go to gatherings and they sit through it and they um, don't say what they mean. And they, again, it's that role of just, well, I'll just sit here and be quiet and, you know, even let people put me down or um, abuse me um, verbally at the dinner table, right? I hear a lot of people do that as well. So again, do you want to sit down with your family 
And what does that feel like? Um, healthy interactions don't, I always ask people, you know, what are you feeling? And the first response is, wow, my chest tightens up, I get anxiety, my stomach is, you know, going nuts, or I feel sick, or I get a headache, or, you know, I couldn't sleep the night before because I know I have to go see my family or whatever it is. That's not normal. That's not healthy. Healthy interaction shouldn't be having that bodily somatic effect on your nervous system, right? So, you know, listening to your body, which we never got to do, we weren't trained to do, and we never, you know, we never learned that. Your body's always letting you know always letting you know right so think about that um so yeah so those are kind of the core things i see that almost everybody deals with i'm sure you have more um but you know those those are really the core things that again it's that deep conditioning and societal conditioning um and that you know the guilt and the obligation um fear of fog fear obligation guilt right all of that really really enmeshed really really conditioned that that's what we have to work through right and that's the freedom and the peace that will come and it's an internal job and we've got to just let go of all this conditioning obligation and fear around what's going to happen right because here's the thing it doesn't matter how much you do how much you please how much you perform how much you achieve how much whatever it's never going to be enough for them. It's never going to be enough. You could be president of the United States or whatever country and that I'm sure they would tell you that, you know, you're not doing a good job, right? So it doesn't matter. It's never going to be good enough. So you might as well just, you know, say, why am I doing this and work on yourself, right? Super important. Here's the other nugget I'm going to give you you your mother was messed up before you ever came along I tell people this all the time your mother and father they were messed up way before you were ever born so it couldn't have been your fault it's not possible because they didn't get that way they were that way before you came into the world, right? So it couldn't have been your fault. And we, when you start to really see that clearly, um, you can start to release yourself from that role that you've been forced into, right? Been forced into this role. You didn't ask for that. You, you needed support. You needed love. You needed um, somebody to listen to you, validate you, create space in the family, to allow you to be yourself and find out who you are, right? That's supportive. That's loving. We didn't have any of that. You didn't have that. Um, so even, you know, if your mom was just, just the emotional manipulation from a narcissist is very damaging and confusing. And we don't, we end up having that gaping hole of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. 
And we have this gaping hole of, I don't know who the F I am. I have no idea. I can't trust myself. I don't know who I am because I spent my life, you know, pleasing others, trying to make myself feel good. That's not who you are. It's scary to find out who you are, but that is that internal peace and freedom that is worth it. It's hard work. It's worth it to let go of all this conditioning and all of this seeking something that you will never, ever, ever get because you would have got it already. You'll never get an acknowledgement. You'll never get an apology. Um, that you know, Unfortunately, this is reality, 99.9%, okay? This is reality. But when we, when we really look at that, we, be, we, can, we can say, okay, I'm beginning to accept these things for what they are. I see them for what they are. And I'm going to accept this because then I can kind of pull back and work on myself, right? And that's what really, really needs to happen. So think about those questions, you know. Um, where you're at one to five, that's kind of gives you, um, you know, that's going to give you a better understanding of what you need to work on, right? And what you need help with. So I hope you find that helpful. Just take some time with it. Just take some time and take some breaths and breathe into that. And where do you feel that? You know, where, where do you feel that in your body? Um, if you're feeling anything as you go through those questions, just take a moment to, you know, really kind of feel that in your body and sit with it, whatever's coming up for you and offer yourself some support. You can put a hand on your heart or your stomach or wherever you might be feeling that you can give yourself a self hug, um, you know, just take your time and really allow yourself to, Um, sit and feel those feelings and emotions in your body. So, so, so important. Okay, that's, that is the work of allowing that to come up and feel and support yourself with that. So with that, I will make an announcement. I have a six week group course. It is the narcissistic mother wound. It's um, six weeks, weekly Zoom calls. We're starting July 31st. I'm Pacific time. So I'm, I, I start it. Um, I can't promise that it's going to be a time that works for everyone. Um, because my time zone is Pacific. I'm in California. So I'm usually started in the afternoon, probably about 2 PM my time. It kind of depends. I try my best to um, get it so that everyone can be live on the calls. So the last time I did it, everybody was in the U.S., so we were able to make it work. But if you want to join and you're outside of the U.S., I could possibly make it work for you. Um, But we're going to start July 31st, probably 2 p.m. Pacific, somewhere around that time. Uh, six weeks weekly zoom calls and every week you get a really nice um, workbook with homework um, that's really really deep and there's a facebook group for support i do like to try to have everybody live on the call rather than watching the recording because the work is deep so we do you know it's the calls are really supportive and the work is deep we do somatic work on the calls um, they're about an hour, sometimes a little bit longer, um, but we do some somatic work on the call. So it, it, I do like to have people live, but there is also a recording if you can't make it live. 
but at least attend as many as you can live. Um, so if you want to join that, it's $297. This is the second time I'm running it because I'm working out the kinks. I ran it the very first time. It was great. Everybody really loved the group. It's super small. Um, so there's, there's only like maybe seven of us. And um, everybody really liked that group support, so I wasn't sure how that was going to work, but everybody really liked that part, and seven strangers came together, and it was really super supportive with that co-regulation and a group format. So I'm running it again, working out some kinks, getting your guys' feedback on it, and then um, I'll probably package it up after this or maybe another run. Um, I'm going to probably package it up. Uh, so if you want want to get in, now's a good time. I think I have about two spots left. There's only about two spots left. So email me if you are interested or if you have any questions, just email me or send me a PM. Um, we're starting pretty soon. I'm going to close out registration when these last spots fill up. All right. So that's a narcissistic mother wound six-week group course. I also have the full um, description, I can send that to you. Just let me know and I can send it over to you. All right, guys, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in.